0: Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live on a Tuesday evening, the 17th of July. And as always, we're calling ex-Hong Kong board member, current Melbourne, Victoria resident, Jack Muir. How's it going, mate? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Nice to hear your
1: voice again, Rehuri. Gee, I really enjoyed that weekend of football we had last weekend. Um, I think you did too. Um, you got back on the the bandwagon of following our great code in this this National Rugby League. Um, even though we do seem to have a split between the top eight and bottom eight, I think we've got a we've got a bit to look forward to in the rounds coming ahead. Whether whether one of these teams drops out, whether who gets in the top four? Who ends up in the bottom four? They're all big
0: uh, question marks. Yeah, mate. There was, it was a brilliant round of football. Um, there was some seriously good games. I just thought, you know, starting off with Panthers-Sharks on the Friday, traditional pub game, there was, you know, there was a really nice sort of balanced game of football Traditional there. pub game. It was been over two years. <laughs> no, but yeah, the week before that, we had to go out to Penrith, and yeah, it was quite. 7.55 games, so, um, you know, the pub game is something that is mentioned to us a lot lately, and um, for a good reason, and I took it in at the pub too, went down to me local, the Robin Hood Hotel, one of the great Thank pubs me. in Sydney. You've seen Joey Jones there before, have yeah? you? Yep, I've seen him, Joey, there, I've seen Trent Robinson there, Luke Wilkinson. Uh, Where did you see Malcolm Maguire that night? That was in Willara at um, the Willara Hotel. Got my photo with him actually before he it won the premiership. I think it was was the pre-season. It might have actually been the premiership year, um, but that Panthers Sharks was paying real special attention to it. It was a balanced football game, and I was watching someone really closely, and they were booing. They were booing him, Matt Moylan. He is coming, and he he that he form of has taken his, a while, or has it? Has he actually been pretty good most of the season? Like he's probably not one of the kind of guys that takes over every single game. He actually he is actually a genuine like great game, quiet game, great game, quiet game. So I think he's been par for the course. But his good games or his great games are yep. uh, so he just takes over and. He had a point to prove out there at Penrith Stadium, one of the great rugby league grounds in the world. And he was even giving it to the crowd too. They were booing him. He was throwing the ball into the crowd. He set up a couple of tries. Um, I thought it was pretty close. I thought those little baby Panther Cubs could have taken them at the end. But Sharks come out and they have won games that they shouldn't have won all season long. Are they a realistic chance? Can they win it? Can they win the NRL? They are a very
1: good side. I mean, when they played the Warriors the weekend, the week a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, they were phenomenal up the middle. Like they, they can actually bully you up front. Mm. Um, and not many teams. They will go head to head with the big forward pack, the best forward packs on the team, of the mm. comp of Rabbitohs and Dragons. Um, they lock, let a bit of finesse around the sort of edges, mm. but they've got Edric, Moon Moonboot Lee there. If Moylan starts to hit that sort of scintillating. Uh, blonde haired surfer boy form. Mm. They could go far. I mean, th- th- I, as I, I think I mentioned to you, Harry, is this the most? It is the most open year, isn't it? Because surely a team out of the top four could win it. Because in the top eight, some of those teams are very close. You can't really split them on any given day, except maybe the Broncos.
0: But they have the Broncos will come out and beat Panthers this weekend. It's the most even year that I can remember. I think maybe Most 2005? even top, top heavy year. Well, it's the top eight are all capable. Um, and you could say, look, well, we'll go into it in a bit around what's happening with that eight spot, but I just, I just want to concentrate on the top. You've got the Rabidos, you've got the Dragons, you've got the Storm and the Roosters, and then you've got the Sharks. Um, that is... A very, very, very strong top six. And then you've got the Warriors, Broncos, and I'm forgetting one more there to round out. And the Panthers, uh, did I say uh, the Panthers? You Panthers. Yeah, Panthers, yeah, Panthers. Yeah. I could see at least I mean normally you say what would you say two to three teams can win it about the stage of the competition? You'd say three. But I think yep. it's I think it's six, maybe I think it's six to seven teams can win it this year. Yep, agreed. I don't
1: think the Broncos can win it. I think the Warriors are can win it. They obviously, I mean, the sports bets get, got them at 15s, Sharks at 10, Broncos are at 21s, and then there's a massive gap to both the Raiders and West Tigers at $67. So that says a lot about it. Um, Rabideau's in premiership favourites with Roosters just at 4.50, with the Roosters just training behind, but Dragon's out to eight.
0: Do you, do you think that the, the most over, uh, the under the odds are the Roosters? Like, to be honest, I have not been impressed with anything that they've done. Um, I think they've had two maybe really impressive um, wins this year. The one over the Warriors, 32-0 in New Zealand yep. was um, one that sticks out of my mind, probably because um, they thro- flogged my team. They haven't done anything that um interests me all year the roosters they are sitting well lofty of their um the way that they've played this year. I don't think they deserve to be fourth place. I guess you could look at that on the other side of the coin and say that they haven't hit their straps yet, you know, getting um cronk Kerry uh friend and Tedesco all humming, but they've had all year to hum i just I just can't see them doing it i I think they're one of those teams that they get a home semi and they lose they both they' they're two and done, bang bang, they lose both they go on.
1: Yeah, I mean Kronk doesn't really seem he wants to be there, does he? No, I think. That... But they had nobody playing against the Titans the other week. Fuck, the Titans should have got up. Do but you, you... think the ref or... dog?
0: I mean, sure, I was ridiculous. We 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 went on record saying how hard done by we were against the Sharks, but the Titans. I mean that. That try that got given just before half time, the one that was raked out by Peter Wallace into the hands of young O'Sullivan. Is that Peter O'Sullivan's what? son, the recruitment you, agent? You mean Michael Gordon? I, I don't know. I asked that question. I haven't found out or not yet. I think it might be, actually. And okay. then he... No- I actually counted three knock-ons. And they actually... The, the first thing that um, made me stand up was... Well, O'Sullivan walked away, shaking his head, going, fuck, no, you know, going, shit, I just fucked that up. And the ref called a try. Like, naked eye, right, no one in the world would go, that's a try. Standing on the spot, you just could not, in your right mind, say, that's a try. And then the the bunker was one of those ones, I was watching it with the sound off. Um, I had my eye on a couple of other things at the same time. And you just, you go, oh, shit. You know, when he gets past that... That comical seventh replay or sixth yeah. replay, and you're going, <laughs> yep, I know "This well. is going, this is going wrong." And when it's your team on it, you're going, "Don't show another one, don't show another one," because the more replays they show, the the the, the better it's going to get for, as a result. And then, and they called it a try, which was just beyond belief. And I want to know that they've come out, Sutton Bernard Sutton, the referees bosses, come out and called it. A shocking decision already. What's the point? Like, do something. Discipline someone. Fuck that guy off. Like, give him a six-week ban. Like, yeah, or at least have an investigation. I mean, get Tuvi to run the investigation. What is going <laughs> on? What is Tuvi
1: up to? He's not coaching Bradford anymore, is he?
0: Um, I think he's still in the Super League. Did you think and he then, came? Did he come back to that um that manly reunion in the weekend, the 2008 Grand Final, um, 40 to nil winning team? But so, what was he then?
1: Was he the assistant coach? Because It was, he was being the dizzy, trainer wasn't it?
0: early doors. he was the trainer for. He was. You're right. Actually, Pain, yeah. the assistant coach, and I always used to think at the time. I was like, we're looking at a living legend, Jeff 2V running around as a trainer, and it used to depress me. I was like, what's he doing with his life? And fucking credit to him, he came back and won a, won a comp. Living legend, I mean, he was
1: never talked about in this Hall of Fame voting that we've just went for, Um, and the six were named um, today, the move into the NRL Hall of Fame.
0: Okay, so put Ricky Stewart against Jeff Toovey, right? You'd have to say that Toovey had a more glittering career than Ricky Stewart did. (sighs) No. No, Representative, he he, he represented Australia and New South Wales more times than Ricky Stewart. Ricky Stewart played more tests. No, he didn't. He did. No, he didn't. Ricky Stewart played far more tests than Jeff Toovey. It's no, th- he That's didn't. just a... Oh, mate, you Okay, you look stuff. up, as we speak, you look up um, Ricky Stewart on Wikipedia. I'll look yep. up Jeff v Australia um, played... No, uh, Ricky Stewart played nine tests for Australia between
1: 1990 and 1994 yeah, and Jeff 14 Tupin, games for New can't. South Wales. 13, really?
0: 13, you can't. And 16 for New so, South Wales.
1: Okay, and then how many premierships did 2v1?
0: Because Ricky won two. Ricky three. won three. Three. 2v1. 96. Six.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean,
0: 2V. wow. That's, yeah, he didn't even get talked about. Well, there's I mean, no wow well about it, mate. I fucking told you from Ball 1 that 2V played more tests and origins and you blindly went against me. You know that's my error. That 90s league is know, my error. I know, but he, I think he got a few um, ARL tests. It don't really count. And he won a World Cup. Tuvi uh, did in two 2-
1: ninety-five. 95. Yeah, because that was an ARL one. Super, look, remember, Ricky wasn't allowed to play 95, 96, 97. In fact, his last test for Australia was 94.
0: No, hang on, 95, 96, 97. He was allowed to play, no, wasn't that play 95. No, he wasn't, because
1: of... was, the Super League Super League players weren't allowed to play rep football. So, at the end of the day, Ricky Stewart's last representative football game was in 1994. That's quite interesting, actually, when his last t- year was in 2000 for the Doggies, with yeah. Tricky Trindle, I think
0: yeah I mean I, I consider I actually think Ricky Stewart as a player possibly underrated because he played it in era with Langer um, again guys like Tuvi there were so many brilliant halves around that time and then he invented Andrew the spiral pass didn't he who Ricky yeah I would say he <laughs> yeah, did yeah. so yeah. I mean Cliff Lyons then Cliff Lyons made it I think
1: if you compare Cliff Lyons against Brandy was Cliff Lyons better than Brandy I mean, Cliff Lyons, I think... Cliff I think Lyons is better than Brandy. Points. I think he'd give me a few points for just being like a smoker. And an enigma. An enigma, yeah. And how many tests he played for Australia? Cliffy Lyons,
0: you think? Mm, I'm going to say... Six. He did. And
1: Brandy Alexander played... How do you know he played six? Just I've, I've got a fucking computer in front of me, mate. Really? And Brandy played six as well. Interesting. 89-90. Never... His last game for Australia was 90. His last game for New South Wales was 91. You know what the different you know what happened there? How many there? Origins did Brandy play? Six. So, and the last one was 91. So, so they both played six tests and six Origins lines in Brandy. I don't know how, uh, the thing about Brandy though, I think, yes, you're right. So, the thing about, gee, that, what did, was it because he was Indigenous? Was that controversial? No. He was more of an enigma. Um. Look, the thing about Brandy, his, Ben Alexander's death hit him really hard. And he didn't, yeah. really,
0: he didn't really recover from that, you know? Mm. Um, see, did you know that Cliff Lyons played a season for the North Sydney Bears in 85? Then, then went to Leeds and Sheffield before he yep. came back to Manly in 86, won a comp with them in 87, won a comp with them in 96. Lost countless grand finals. Actually, no, not
1: countless. One. see one. But, yeah, just... Just, I
0: mean,
1: I think people love him because he was always drinking at the Stain and Manly. He was just yeah. a... He played... And then he played one game... Uh, also, Brandy played one game of that Super League uh, Tri-Series.
0: I, I actually think, looking back, and this is potentially a strong call, I think Brandy... No, he's, he's not on the same level as um, Cliff Lyons. He's okay. not on the same level as Jeff Tuber. He's not on the same level as Ricky Stewart. Um, Greg Alexander only had a real peak. His peak, I would say, was probably from about 87 to 91, 92. He fell off a cliff. Are talking about Ricky Stewart? I'm talking about Greg Alexander. He, oh, yeah, he yeah, fell yeah. off a cliff yeah, after did. that, went to oh, the, the Warriors Green. and back to the Panthers. Yeah, and after, his, after probably his rather had a fair bit to do with it but cliff lines is sustained period at the top ricky stewart had a pretty decent peak and jeff Tuvi had a much longer peak and reinvented himself in multiple positions um went from seven to six and hooker and that utility position off the um off the bench arguably invented the number 14 position that craig wing um really made his own so i don't know i don't think brandy's on the same level as those guys Okay,
1: and then you've got Beaver, which I think uh, on my way home I sort of thought about that harder. I think Beaver with Lions is quite um, cute that they both made it. But mm-hmm. I mean, Beaver was a try scoring forward of the likes we've never seen before. So I think oh, I, I sort of convinced myself that was a worthy decision. No, but um, Beaver
0: was. I mean, he's as good as you've ever seen. Was his, he? His try scoring yeah. exploits in the mid 90s. He was the kind of guy that touched the ball. I mean, I don't think I've seen many rugby league players like Menzies when he touched the ball. There were times where he almost it was almost inevitable he would either make a line break or score. He was so prolific at scoring. Um, I mean, what is he the top five try scorers ever, Menzies?
1: No, not top five try scorers ever. <laughs> no,
0: Top top forward. Well he's easy the to top forward. Um again, we have to go into Uncle Google here. Um but I would say... No, he's yeah. third. 180. Fucking stop pushing by... me, mate. He's Seriously, he's I know he's my later.
1: league. You do. Jesus. But he played so many. What a strike rate. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with him. And then you've got your two Queenslanders, Gordon Tallis and um, Petro 7-7. Seven seven. I think Gordy I agree with because he just brought mongrelness and he was a scary mofo.
0: Petro, I'm not... I mean, he got the job done for you. No, no, he... Early Petro, again, early Petro was just so dynamic. Like, we hadn't seen a front rower like him pre Petro 7 receiver. You remember, he like reinvented it. with Webkey the front row forward. Before him, they were plotters like Lazarus or fucking, you know, Brent Tollard or just, you know, Prop Ford wasn't a position that. You know, did anything other than just mindless hit ups like Martin Bella, etc. David Gillespie—they yeah. weren't great offensive players. Seven receiver and Webkey, they changed the position.
1: You're right because he started his um, NRL career at centre in 1998. Petro. Unbelievable, yeah. And he just kept—he was he was perpetual motion, wasn't he? His every—it was an odd. He, uh, would, you, would you say his? Would you say his hit ups were impactful? Of course they were. They were just hard and fast. As old man was actually the um, he bent the uh, line. Uh, he, he bent, bent the, the line right, and it's it's one of those things about rugby league when you understand it when you play it a lot. A guy that runs at you, and there's a prop that runs at you and takes so much fatigue off you. There's another guy that runs off at you and takes two points of fatigue off you. He was one of those blokes that every tackle you made on him took two fatigue points off you. Hmm. Whereas somebody like, I don't know, a um, a Matt Lodge or a Danny Wicks is going to take like a 0.75 to
0: one fatigue point off you. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I tell you what, of all active players, right, I'm going to list you the active players and the top 25 try scorers of all time. Sitting in twenty-fifth equal. This will blow you away. Sean Kenny Dow and Akia Elquila Uate oh, on so one hundred and twenty-nine
1: points. At it. Uh, Sean, Sean, uh, Sean, Sean should pass him, I imagine. Twenty-three.
0: Three. Michael Jennings on one-three-five. Oh. Sixteen equal. One-four-three. Brett Morris. Thirteenth equal. Greg Inglis. Equal with Frank Burge of Glebe and St. George fame. Quote. And sitting in second place, William Slater on 187. Jeez. 187 is the code for murder, isn't it?
1: And on a police radio?
0: Yeah, lots of 187 rapping in the early to mid-90s, wasn't it? Quote, Did you ever see the movie 187 with Samuel L. Jackson, who was this teacher in, like, maybe Compton or something? That was a good. It's actually a bloody ripper, and he ends up it, just getting taunted by all of these fucking horrible kids at his school, and there's heaps of gangbangers and all that, and he just goes off the reservation. He just goes completely fucking dark and ends up, like, basically fighting fire with fire and does a whole lot of bad shit. It's a really good movie. I'll have to give it a look. But have you seen
1: on Netflix at the moment they've got the notorious B.I.G. murder story? The one with Biggie. Well, it's not actually Biggie. He's dead.
0: You know, but isn't it Biggie and Tupac? It's like a basically it's a yeah, joint yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I've I've um, been told to watch that at work, but uh, haven't as of yet um, watched it. Was it like good? Uh, yeah, it's all right. It's hard to
1: keep up with how everyone changes and that. I'll tell you who the second highest tries. Frank Burge was the second highest um, forward um, try scorer. You know, it's a.
0: It's an unreal talent to be a forward in school choice, you know. It is, but gee whiz, I tell you what, when you start looking deep into it, Nathan Merritt at nine, Matt Singh at seven. What a player Matt Singh was. But this guy here, Snake, at 163 in sixth spot, Brett Stewart. I mean, there was a time when you would play at Brookvale on a sunny Sunday afternoon footy and Brett Stewart would almost inevitably score the first try and get a double. Well, did he have some sort of record that he got doubles at Brookvale? Was that right?
1: Yeah, oh, he he was good at it. Yeah, just that speed. Gee, he was good. Unbelievable. Was he better than Billy? No, he wasn't. No. Uh, he was a different fullback.
0: Different fullback. He was actually probably more exciting, if anything. He, yeah, he, he was a, um, I don't know. It's hard to describe him as a footballer. He was a very scything player, wasn't he? I mean... When he yeah. went he just cut through and he'd score it's like he didn't have he had the try scoring play, but like what else would he you know what I mean like he wasn't famous for like kick returns or you know his positional play he probably was pretty reasonable, but you just remembered him for just his try scoring feats when he got the ball he scored tries it's a skill that you can't teach hundred percent you never knows for it white line fever um okay, so back to the ladder right Broncos warriors in the weekend was. Such an important game because it was basically to try and fend off those ninth and tenth place teams. And and people weren't sure if the Raiders and the Tigers were going to win, but if they did, they were going to sort of potentially close the gap to four points. The Warriors had been written off by everyone, and the Broncos were on a three game winning streak. So the Broncos losing that game has opened up for both the Raiders and the Tigers. But I think we've got conflicting views on which team is actually more dangerous than the other. What do you say?
1: Well, I I say the Raiders are more dangerous. I know they've lost Croker, which is a negative, I think. Losing Widen's is a positive. I think we all agree with that. Um, you get the Tongan International, Michael Oldfield's playing good football. Look, I love the Tigers, and they played well against the Dragons side on the weekend, but we've seen they can get themselves in holes. And four points to catch up with seven rounds to go is quite a long a long way to, you know, I I just feel that the Raiders probably won't make the eight and the Tigers could probably beat them, but they just have more of a a ceiling and uh, more likely if you had to put bets on one of those guys to make the eight, I'd take the Raiders.
0: Well, I can't disagree with you more, mate. What I saw from, I mean, for a start, the Raiders played the Cowboys in the weekend. This Cowboys side... Is one of the worst, and and I'm I'm saying this Cowboys side right here right now, and that's without Michael Morgan, and that's you know dealing with who they've got, no Jordan McLean and whatever else. That's one of the worst football sides I've seen in the last decade. It's fucking horrible. Like what w- what they are doing is it's Criminal. just choreographed. You know you know the year after the Dogs made the Grand Final, two thousand fourteen, two thousand yep. fifteen. They tried to st- play that same style, and it was almost like they just had that one unique year when they had Cassiano and James Graham ball playing in the middle, and they yep. kept on trying to play that game, and everyone had worked them out. Well, it's like watching... They are doing the same thing. It's like watching Days of Our Lives, just the same right. so, episode. It's so shit. Like, Jonathan Thurston is just... He's trying hard, but he's passing the ball on second-man plays to Gavin Cooper, Kane Lynette, um, that guy Too Ali or whatever. Um, no, they they've they, they have not got any good players. <sighs> uh
1: they've got Jason Town
0: Yep. And that's it. Um
1: and but th- it's yeah, they just it's almost like the end of twenty eighteen just took it out of them. They overachieved seventeen. Two 70, yeah, they overachieved and they uh
0: look, they could beat the dragons this weekend though, no, we'll move no, on to couldn't. that later on in the show. They they, they could well, but the Raiders bet them, right? So you're getting excited about that. Now, the, the Raiders' it, talisman is gone. croker is gone. And I guess I the has got beaten
1: by the Titans not long ago. A couple of weeks ago. Who
0: did? Tigers. At Leica. Yeah, but i tell you what I saw differently on the weekend. There's a little bit of magic in the air. Robbie and Benji together. That game, I, I, will, Mate, I will tell you you're this. You're being romantic. It's the most, that's the most through, enjoyable Bobby. game of NRL I've seen all year the Dragons Tigers wow. at Cogra on Sunday afternoon it you was just beautiful seen. it was everything about it it was so fast but I did I did say and I did tweet it from Legal Council Legal underscore council at twitter.com before a kick was kicked I saw Gareth ups here they were never going to win that game now if the students of the game will always have a fond memory for fuck, what's that do stupid haircuts before a big game they never win it Joey did the red here, and yep. they fell flat. I blue here, wasn't it? No, no, it was red. Red, yeah. Ninety-five. Yeah. Clinton no, Torpy. was ninety-five. Ninety-five, either. ninety-six. Yeah, he was pretty young back then. Um, Clinton Torpy turned up to... and that was—I think—the Warriors were playing pretty good footy at the time, and he turned up with a mohawk, a dreaded mohawk, like a Who? sort of corn rosy mohawk. Clinton Torpy. Oh yeah. yeah and that... the Warriors got flogged. And there's someone else who's done a stupid haircut before and ended up falling flat. I just knew it. It's, just, it's a bad omen. And now the dragons... Bad omen. And where were his mates stepping in saying, what the hell are you doing? Well, a karma came because, did you see what happened? He wasn't wearing a mouth guard and two of his teeth got knocked out. Who? Would up? Yeah. He was bleeding from the mouth. Have you seen that photo? I think no. it's floating around the telegraph and two of his teeth pushed right back and James Graham's looking into, into his mouth. But mm. the dragons... I tell you what, if they hadn't come back against the Eels the other day, they'd be sitting pretty fucking precariously at 24 points with a relatively tough run home. But I reckon the the biggest what-if of this season, you have to say right now, is Campbelltown round three, Broncos, Tigers, that horrible call at the end that gives them the penalty, win them the game. That was a four-point swing. Now, if that didn't go, if that went the Tigers' way as it should have, the Tigers would be on twenty, and the Broncos would be on twenty, so they'd be tight. Yep. I think the Tigers. If I was a betting man, because the Rabbitohs have won nine straight. Now, in the NRL, you do not win many more than nine straight. If you've got money in your account. Bet large against the Rabbitohs this week, and if you lose, double down in the week after, and if you lose, triple down the week after that, you'll you'll get it. result. They can't keep winning. Agreed. And I can see the Tigers beat them.
1: I can't, but fuck, not this week anyway. But what about you having a go at uh, me on uh, legal underscore council about being political? When all I said was, <laughs> you were how's, whining- that, how's that political? That is, somebody go, I'll give the listeners some context. Some idiot on Twitter goes about that Thai um, cave mission, because one Thai of the Aussies flew yep. over there for it. And one of the d on Twitter goes, oh, that is the Australian spirit. And I'm like, mate. What is inherently Australian about helping someone out? Like, every other country in the world does it. It's just a G up. Yeah. And that's not, how's that political? It's just, a, it's just a call, calling
0: someone out for being stupid. Yeah, but you were following some, I mean, I don't know, like, a <laughs> Twitter account is strictly for League. But if you're...
1: someone's going to be bullshitting and thinking Australia's got some helpful mateship mentality in than any other
0: country, they're going to have to get called out on it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, okay. Thanks for apologising. Yeah, nah, I, I apologise. Um, okay, big game this weekend for one of the unsung heroes of the NRL. Hang on, hang
1: on, we don't start
0: talking about next weekend's games. No, I'm getting of... there. I'm not, get... I'm not, I'm saying a big game this weekend for one of the unsung heroes of the NRL. Drew Cratchley? No, he's, he's bringing up, actually, let's have a shout out to Drew. Drew, if you're listening over there in the US, thanks for your feedback, mate. Go the Panthers! It's going to be a massive game against the Broncos this weekend. Love your feedback. Love our Henson Park, our Newtown Jets, and the Panthers, mate. But um, pleasure to hear hope, from you. I hope, hope to you to enjoy move the
1: move over to uh, Massachusetts with your young family is going okay. Um, I'm sure it's a bit of a struggle over there at the moment. But look, we're here for your legal counsel. Um, but as I said, we won't talk about the Broncos Panthers game to after the end of the show, we I've got some big calls to make. Good.
0: Looking forward to hearing them. But an unsung hero, now, I think we're on track to bring up three in the next, um, this regular season. We're on track to do three milestone games, three 300 games. And I don't know about you, 300 gets me, that gets me barred up. That makes yep. me stand up and take notice. Yep. Anything before that, I would say 250, I would raise an eyebrow at 250. But yep. 300 is just, it's a superb. virus.. Shawnee Morris is, is yes, he's a he's a three hundred play out to make three hundred games. Yes. Now we're about to get three more. One this weekend. They're all better than John Morris, surely. Yeah, they are. This weekend is a guy that having talked having quite close to two big rabbitohs fans. And they are distinctly polar opposites of their feedback of this bloke. Now, apparently, half of the Rabbitohs fans absolutely love this guy and think he's just a brilliant, brilliant player. And then half of the fans think that he's just a passenger and they don't rate him at all. And he must be a bit of an enigma because I can't think of anyone that's played 300 games that has that polarizing effect on people. But Johnny Sutton is coming up with his 300th game at uh, ANZ Stadium this Sunday afternoon. What is your sort of thoughts on his career and where he sits in the pantheon of 300 players? Uh,
1: Look, I'd say he's a naturally gifted footballer. Although I was talking to somebody the other day and he said at juniors he wasn't actually very good, which surprised me because I thought he had a natural ability, he had a big size about him. He started off at a 5'8", and I got the rugby league... um, almanac or you know at the start of the, the season you get these um you get like the pin portraits of every mm. player of the team and I made this rash call to Tom Wells on think you know him I go he'll be the next 5-8 for Australia just you, start, like trying to throw one out there see if what came off Who said
0: that about who John Sutton did you
1: yeah because I saw a photo of him when he played like it was a second first grade game he's just holding the ball where he looked big tough but anyway I was wrong about that he struck me as somebody that probably didn't focus on his game too much in the younger years sort of let the uh, let's say the well let the off field stuff sort of um, take over a wee bit but I mean this year he's won a premiership he's what sort of clubs are built around but I can Mm. sort of see he could be a sort of bit of a grub if you sort of ran into him in a Bondi bar which I think you have or someone else did and So he walks around with a a group of uh, cronies that just uh, deros, basically. But look, I just judge him on the football field, and this year he's been phenomenal holding the ball in one hand.
0: What's your fondest memories as a footballer of him? Johnny Sutton's
1: fondest memories of a footballer of him, probably when he does the bra boy thing when he scores a try. Um, Holding the ball in one hand... And then throwing a ball inside while just getting on the outside of somebody. That's what I'll be I'll remember him for.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think there's a couple of things that I remember him for is I was attracted to him early because he was a big rangy six. And I yeah. I like when those young guys came on and they're very big sixes, much like a Nasta, and instantly the commentators just go, Oh, he's built he's a built for a lock forward. You know how they make that decision really early? Not, yeah. Nothing nothing. Because of his size. So they just basically say, well, he's too big to play six. He'll play 13 eventually. It doesn't have any logic behind it, but that's often the yeah. um, conclusion that gets made.
1: was the Not... natural progression back in those days when you had ball-playing locks, yeah. but that doesn't happen these days.
0: No, it doesn't. It'll come actually. back one day. The ball-playing lock, your um, I mean, you'd Spot say hill. Connor Watson is almost in that sort of vein, isn't he? That running 5'8", yeah. yep. he's probably a bit small. But, but he, in the he's more day likely
1: to end up a second roller these days. Mm. Exactly. And, you know, the, so you're thinking about the great uh, ball-playing locks, which wouldn't have a uh, position in today's game. You say it's <coughs> Jason Smith. Jason
0: Although Smith. Although he was tough up the Bouts 2.
1: Mm. Um, then you got your Scott Hills.
0: Yes. Kevin Campion wasn't. No. was there? Brad Fittler. Brad Fittler. Yeah, Brad Fittler. Laurie Daly really had that ability, but he didn't need to play 13 because he was kind Bradley kind in his team. Occasionally. Mm. Um, and on Nick Graham. Who? Nick Graham. You know, the Cronulla lock? <coughs> no, mate. His you name's don't not know Nick Graham. His name's not Nick Graham. It is. Cronulla. No. And what's his name then? You're just going to have to find out
1: yourself. His name's not Nick Graham. Go onto Google right now and type in Nick Graham Cronulla and tell me you forgot Daniel about Wagen? it. Daniel Wagon? Yes, Daniel Wagon, yep. Have you, have you typed it in? Nick Graham. Fuck, this isn't a google a mate. Image. Look at the image, and you just say sorry, because I would just say sorry to you for a couple of things this okay. morning.
0: Nick Graham, Cronulla Sharks. He
1: wasn't a fucking ball-playing lock, mate. He was, and if you, can somebody agree with me on at legal underscore oh, cat squish? Sc-
0: I remember sc- him. He's, he was a tradesman. He wasn't a ball-playing lock.
1: He was a ball-playing lock. Somebody get on the Twitter and just... Back me up here, because this is ridiculous from you, Rihari. You weren't a big Cronulla fan, were yeah. you?
0: No, I do remember him now. Yeah, he's a f- yeah, good redhead. Um, so, back to Sato. Like you, that ball-playing 13, the bra boys definitely was a big factor. Didn't he lift up his shirt once and show his bra marubra tattoo? I think to the so. Cor- to, to the corner camera. Um, you remember back in the day when you scored a corner um, try, I mean it still happens a little bit these days, but not as much in the day when they would just find that camera they would like score yep. the try and they would find that camera in the corner and They'll get the it. camera Wendell even to to the modern day um, you would have uh, Conrad Harrell I think Francis Malley Henry Farfeli were big at it back then but Sato in, its, in his last five years Just a hard-running second uh, rower. Plays on that left side. um, Double pumps a lot, and then he'll either give the ball or sort of run through with that one hand. Um, I'm a big fan of Sutton. I like him. I think he's that fact that he's played for one club, and he's been through the shit teams and the good teams. He's probably had a career of his first six years with just diabolical teams. Um, career, ragtag yeah. teams, and then his last sort of six to seven years, he's played with some brilliant players under some good coaches, and he's got a pretty glittered career. So, so can you tell me
1: it. your mate that
0: doesn't like and what the reasons of are? I don't know. He, he said he goes he's played two hundred and eighty shit games and only twenty good ones. Frank Corey, yeah. if you're out there, we're talking about you, mate. Big bunnies fan. Um, hopefully, we can catch up soon. You fucking went at me hard after that Panthers game too. Um, about the Warriors, so um, uh, it'd be interesting to see if they can keep it up, the bunnies. Um, and the other two 300 Centurions, Triple Centurions, coming up are, would you believe it, Robbie Farah on 295, and Simon Mannering, I think, is on also on 295. So um, they're coming, and I think... But so Who was the first one before Mannering? Robbie Farah.
1: Okay, so yeah, I think John Morris is worse than all of them.
0: Yeah, of course he is. Would you believe it that Paul Gallen, although 37 years old, he's only played 310 games. I guess he's missed so many through injury, hasn't he? Yeah, um, exactly. And rep football. Luke Lewis is on 311, made his debut in the same year, 2001. Also had a lot of bad injury um, luck. But Chris Heinington, two years later, and he's on 324. Heinington's bordering on the – actually – Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. By the end of the season, Chris Heinington will be sitting in ninth spot in the most games. <coughs> wow.
1: He's a bit of a bludger too for the guy that's played that many games.
0: Cooper Cronk made his debut in two thousand and four. He's got three three seven. So he must have never missed a fucking game.
1: Oh, he just missed rip football games. I guess, yeah. <coughs> well, he, he won't ever play four hundred now. Yeah, Cameron Smith on three seven two. He'll play four hundred. Can't he? Will only as he plays again next year if uh, Barb
0: lets him. Do they? Do they? <laughs> do they count um, in your games? They do count playoff games, don't they?
1: Of course. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. So that helps them too, doesn't it? Yeah. How? <laughs> Where was the last time? Still missed the finals. Two thousand and ten, when they got their th- points dropped. Well, yeah, that would have been that, wouldn't it? Yeah, you're right. Actually, I was going to say two thousand two, two thousand three, maybe. I'm just checking here. The last time they missed the finals was sixth year, two thousand ten, when they got wooden spoon. But if you took that out Holy shit, it's two thousand and two. Mm. Like that doesn't really count two thousand ten. Well it mm. does I guess. But then you have to go back to two thousand and two mm. to when they didn't make the finals. That's phenomenal. Mark Murray. Quote. Mm. Aaron Mule was top scorer, tourist scorer. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a good that year. They also had um great players such as Matt Ruhr. Mitchell, Sergeant, um Junior Lange, and obviously uh, the great Steve Bell in the centres. Gee, he was
0: solid, wasn't he? Yeah, I think you'll find that Tony Martin and Aaron Moore were the centres back then, and Steve Bell came probably three or four years later, again on that No, no, Steve, Steve
1: Bell played fifteen games in two thousand two. He probably played on the wing. Um, you might be the centre every game. Really? The fifth he played. Yep. Where was um? Tony Martin was at the year after, a couple of years after. Tony Martin wasn't there, yeah. So Tony, he must have played for the Warriors. And Marty Turner played two games
0: that year. Yeah, well. Shane um, Walker, 12. What What are you, did you see that um, Ryan Hall might be signing with the Roosters? That is a stupid call. How
1: old is Ryan Hall these 30. days? 34. 30. Okay, maybe get two years out
0: of him. But He's a big body. On. He scored 223 tries in the Super League. Yeah, but fuck, you could score 50. Fuck, they score some tries over there in the Super League, don't
1: they? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, well, is he, he's a light-for-light light replacement for Blake Ferguson. So he's,
0: Ferguson's off the Sharks, is he? No, he's off to Para. Para, he is It team. just goes to show you that people don't give a fuck about winning. Like, Blake Ferguson doesn't give a shit about winning, does he? Because he's going he's to Para.
1: He's won a premiership. Has he? Yeah, 2013, didn't he? Well, what? No, he wasn't in the team then, was he? Absolutely, he hey, was not in the, the not? team. No, he wasn't, fuck, sorry. Who is he? So, no, he's never won a premiership. He he his first year at Roosters was 15. He was at Raiders. He was at Raiders in 13, and then a year off 14 for mental health, I guess.
0: No, he's because he fucking... sexual assault.
1: Yeah, it was the same thing, not mutually exclusive.
0: And that's true, but it doesn't mean that one you have to have one to have the other.
1: Okay, next subject, mate. People oh. don't want to hear about you moaning about sexual assault.
0: Um you want to talk about some rugby
1: league wags over the year? Yeah, just thinking about it. So who is the most famous one right now in the modern game? Tara. Probably. Oh, yeah, she is too. And then second would be Charmaine. No, oh, no, not Charmaine palavi, Maybe. Yvonne. Um, oh, come on. You can't say that. Uh, What
0: about Jess Yates? She's not with a um She's not with a regularly player. She's surfer based. Yeah, she's I not with she's a player. She's not of a,
1: a WAG. Player, okay. a WAG stands for wife and girlfriend. Okay, what about Sam Burgess? Phoebe. What about Barbara Smith? She's getting a bit famous now. And then who's the other Billy's is oh jeez, I'm getting I think Billy's is Sophie. <laughs> Where's this going? I'm just wondering how many <laughs> Wags do you know and how much of the like Do you know Simon Mannering's mumsy? Isn't it Trout's cousin? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> We've got to no, know that Trout's cousin goes out with Simon Mannering's actually married mum. Simon Mannering's mum. mum um, right. Nicole Slater. Reuben Wickies mumsy? Santa. <laughs> Santa Oh, that's and Isaac Luke's is Oh, Michaela. Michaela. I'm
0: changing so, the subject. Hang on, changing. One
1: more. One more. One more. Um, uh, Marty Tapao. Actually, I don't know her name, but I know that she works for the NRL. Michelle. Like
0: a, Michelle. You know. So follow that. me on Instagram. I love Marty Tepel. Um Michelle Bailey. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So... Change of subject again. What's what's your thoughts on the... Actually, now, hang on a minute. I thought this week, right, I mean, legal counsel obviously touched on um, a couple of of controversial points uh, a few weeks back um, with the Cameron Smith saga. But it made me think, right, if I was to go into a game, let's just say this Sunday, for the Storm Warriors, and I used to paint a banner. Do they still inspect banners as you walk into the ground? Uh no, but
1: I can remember I went to a FIFA World Cup um, uh qualifying game once in Brisbane and they were making sure you didn't have free Papua flags. Other than a Papua free speech.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's nice to bring attention to the cause. So I was thinking that I'd probably get it away with there's a couple of banners that I was thinking of bringing in my first one was during like a Mount Rushmore and like getting like a good artist to do a Mount Rushmore. I was going to have Karen Smith, Wayne Carey, Nathan Lyon and Tiger Woods, just as a beautiful (laughs) head Mount Rushmore and just to see if that goes. But then I thought to myself, I was like, actually he might not see that. He might not pay attention. So then I was just actually just going to write their names. Just big block letters like GST, Great St. George team would have Lion, Carey, Woods, Smith just in there in big block letters. Do you think do you it's think that gets attention?
1: Good. Oh yeah, you get know, a well would Channel Nine show it? Yeah, I mean they show sure push it up manly, don't they? Yeah, I still don't understand that one. Um I actually saw, you know that Asian fella that has the... I think he is the jiggity, giggity, jiggity, jiggity one. Giggity, giggity. Giggity, giggity. I saw him at, uh, he did the nice little weekend trip up to the Gold Coast for the game of the weekend I saw. Oh, good on him. Good on him.
0: Um, apparently, though, I've had, I've had it from two good sources, proper sources, allegedly, that Channel 9 and the Daily Telegraph are aware... Of the Cameron Smith scenario. You've heard it from Matt Thompson, haven't you? I've heard it from two reliable sources. Allegedly, wow. that they are aware of the scenario. They have footage of the Smith scenario. Oh, you do not. And they are not releasing it. They have text messages and they Why have footage. Why don't you send it to me then? I don't have it. Oh, you don't have it, okay. That's poultry in motion. And it's not Yvonne Sampson. It's another lady called Yvonne.
1: No, oh, okay. well, really, is that, I'll really? Take it?
0: off. So, oh, yeah. Oh, oh.
1: Yeah. Okay, so it's not as good then.
0: No, it's not as good, but it's also, um, yeah, it's still mud on Cameron Smith, though, isn't it? Um, so, do we move on to our predictions? Big predictions for this week of football here. Okay, go. All right. So let me click up the draw.
1: First round is a spoon
0: bowl. First is a spoon bowl and. You'd rather yes. vomit into. You'd rather pelican your mate, wouldn't you? You'd rather vomit What's into your that? mate's mouth.
1: Ugh. i watch this. No, I'd watch this. I'd just watch maybe Tyron Smith's boy on the wing, Ramis Smith. To be honest, I don't mean? think the dogs played that bad against Rabbid The dogs they are tried pretty hard. Hoodie.
0: The eels yeah, are disgusting. Did,
1: they're more respectable than the eels. The eels, they should get kicked out of the comp and bring the wolf pack in.
0: Yeah. I mean, this eels team is, is as unlikable, as I can remember. They just... I, no one... Yeah, is Gutherson like, isn't even likable anymore. No, shit. Just, we used to love Gutherson, didn't you? But no, he, he... He's just like... I don't know. I just don't think they take their footy seriously, eh? No, they don't. I mean, Mitchell Moses... They don't give a fuck. fuck. I couldn't think of a better team for Mitchell Moses to play for, to be honest. Do you know before Origin won, four weeks before... There was still fuck saying that he has got a chance of playing Origin. Oh, that that makes me so nice. Um The doggies apparently are in danger of they're not going to re-sign Reese Martin, who's one of the only shining lights in their club at the moment. Um, God help you, dog fans. Yeah, it's years I mean, at least drop. with the Eels, they can wipe the slate clean next year and start again with a pretty much a new team. Doggies. Y- You are just in a world of pain for a long, long time. I mean, I'm going to call it.
1: Old um, Raylene Castle has driven off into the golden sunset with pockets full of cash. Is she not getting... Okay, this is controversial, and don't have a go at me on Twitter, but is she getting off a little bit more scot-free because she's female? And if you called her out, you'd be called sexist?
0: Um, I'm going to try and answer that question. I think that she has escaped the criticism that maybe Hasler... Um, so Hasler and Ray Dibb, um, they had a lot to do, more, probably just as much to do with Raylene, but Raylene was ultimately signing all of these contracts off. She was ultimately accountable for this. I think they're all to blame, and I think that perhaps she has escaped the spotlight that those other two have, but I don't know if it's necessarily because she's a female. So, H- has she got cancer? No, nah, she's got alopecia.
1: Oh, does that mean losing hair? Yeah.
0: Okay, sorry. Yeah, my brother had it once, and he just completely lost all the hair on his body. But you come back, dude. Do does yeah, it come you back? You come back. Sometimes you don't. Um, stress related.
1: So she she's stressed trying to make rugby union um, great again.
0: Well, good luck to her. <laughs> Okay, Friday sure, night I have a pub, oh, I feel Friday sorry. night sure. pub game, and this is going to put an end to your fucking fairy tale. Although it's a bit of a hoodoo game, I have to say <laughs> the Raiders yeah. are coming to town to Southern Cross Group Stadium to play the Sharks, and they do very well there. The Blake Ferguson Cup. It is actually. What's the um, What's the Parramatta
1: Bulldogs? What cups that? Actually, this might be Dean the, oh, the no, 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 no. It's the um,
0: Curly bit. The There's some the, shitty. No, the Bandage Bear, Bear Cup is. Eel someone Eel Sharks, and it's to do with Johnny Manor dying. Oh, of is it? Yes. No, no, no. Eel Sharks is Johnny Manor Cup. Yeah. What's he, the, he's not band- oh, a Bandage Bear. Bandage Bear is West Tigers and Parramatta. Quote? I believe so. What, who's, who was the Bandage Bear? I can't remember him. Bandage Bear
1: is a charity. Oh, I thought it was a nickname for a player. No. But Kevin if, 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 if,
0: if there was a bandaged Bear. You would say someone that had a, a, a disproportionate amount of tape always on his Been face? Ben Hennon? Ben always. The polar like, bear? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's not a bad one. I, you know, Kevin Campion used to bleed every game. Yeah. And he'd looking kind of bearish. But, um, yeah, those, those are a couple of good ones. Sharks, Raiders, who do you think? <sighs> Sharks. And then that's going to end the Raiders. That's it. Bye-bye, Raiders. Yeah. Broncos, oh, this, well, I don't think as we said that, the Sharks are a very good side. Bronco's at home to the Panthers, and if you have seen the team that the Panthers have named, wow, they've got some fucking big names back on deck. Josh Mansour, who I thought was out for the season, has been named on the wing.
1: Yeah, he wasn't out for the season, but, geez, he's bought a nice car for himself.
0: He's my favourite winger in the competition. I believe he's the best he's, winger. Is was, he better at, than Valentine Holmes? Yes. Yeah, but I love Val. Yeah, so do I. But Val's playing fullback at the moment. Valentine's a brilliant player. The Broncos. I don't think they can win this. I don't think they can win this. No,
1: it's sunk. Like the bounce back factor. Glamour clubs have a greater bounce back. You know who also wants the bounce back? Yeah, but they didn't lose at. Oh, they did lose at home, but they didn't lose to the Warriors. Like I respect my club, and that's quite embarrassing.
0: I mean, it it would have been held to zero if it wasn't for the. the bloody third umpire, whatever you Okay, I'm
1: going to take the Broncos. You're going to take the Panthers. It's going to be a phenomenal game, though. Can you agree with that? Yeah, the Panthers actually do quite well in Suncorp. Agreed, because they lift.
0: Saturday game. The, um, who is this going to be? Newcastle Titans. Whose cup is this? Uh, that is the, it's the waltzing Matilda Cup after Matt Hilda. Yeah, they didn't play for the Titans. Matt Hilda, mate, you had <laughs> a great of the show, but yes. <laughs> Did he? Yes.
1: In fact, I think he only played for two clubs, the Knights and the Titans. Matt Hilda played for Cronulla, Titans and Newcastle. He only played one year for the Titans. Was it the 2006? Titans? Yep. Or is it the yep. Giants?
0: I think we've got a, We must have a modern-day player, a current player that's played for the Titans than the Knights.
1: Uh, not um, Cade Snowden. Luke Douglas. No, Luke
0: Douglas. The Luke Douglas yeah. Cup. There we go.
1: Good on you. Who do you think? Uh, fuck, who cares? Is that, McDonald Jones? Newcastle. Just, Newcastle. I mean, who, be, no, oh, is it the pub? No, It's early Saturday, so we'll just be in the background with reggae music on. So now, This to have is the what
0: I like for an upset. Tigers at ANZ Stadium. Now Luke
1: Douglas playing. for Newcastle. He played for Cronulla and Gold Coast. I
0: think I'm thinking Cade Snowden, but he never played for the Knights. Uh, for the yeah, no, he didn't. You can, we're both getting confused. We're getting confused no, Douglas is confused. Yeah, it's the Matt Hildercup. Cup. Yeah, okay. So the Tigers-Rabidoes? The, Tigers Farr- the Robbie Farah Farr- 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 Trophy?
1: The Robbie Farah Trophy or the... Uh, Jason Sinclair Trophy.
0: <laughs> Not bad. Um, who
1: committed suicide, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, he did. Who do we think here? I like the Tigers.
1: Uh, yeah, I know you don't know. I, I think the Bar- Rabbitohs forward pack's just too good. You
0: think they get up for Soto? Yep. I would like to know that, that, if that, you that, could um, find a stat of all do teams win their 300th games? Yeah, teams. Um... Well, we, we. Somebody's
1: party got pooped earlier this year, Billy Slater's.
0: That's right. Okay, moving on quickly. Cowboys at home to the Dragons. I know what you're going to say here, and you're off your fucking head. I think the Cowboys can get you this one. They're oh. due. God, you're full of it. They are. Um, they are Zionist. They are playing so fucking bad. Okay. You, know who, you know who's a dog player? Who? You know who's a shit player? Go
1: on, Hess. He's, oh, he was hopeless the other week. But then there's the bounce-back factors. Professionals bounce back, you
0: know. Move on. Okay. Warriors at home to the Melbourne Storm at a 2 o'clock game. Ooh. It'll be now, reggae football. What was your theory when you were lying in bed the other night. I was lying in bed the other night, and I was just getting horny over the fact that the Warriors won 26-6. And... Then I thought to myself, "Oh, who we got this weekend? Um, I think it's a Storm. But then I was thinking, oh, I hope it's a day game because I think we go really well during the day. And I looked and it's a day game, 2 o'clock, so 4 o'clock in New Zealand. And I actually think that the Warriors, and I'm going to do a little study here, that day versus night, I reckon we win a lot more day games than night. And even thinking back, last time we played the Storm at Mount Smart during a day game, well, I think I can remember a couple of quite famous victories that we beat the Storm during the day, so um, it's going to be close. I think we're capable of winning it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to stick me Yeah, there. what did you do uh, for
1: Coles' first birthday party? Went to the Waverley Bowls. Yeah, okay, well, I'm thinking about just getting a heaps of buckets of KFC mm-hmm. and sitting outside the Yarra before we go to the Melbourne Storm vs Raiders game in two weeks, and Sheen is blowing up. Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, well, I'm his father. I can do what I want.
0: Okay, next game. Okay. Sea Eagles, Roosters at Lotto Land. I know what you like here. You like the Sea Eagles, and I agree with you. I do, because Sea are actually playing good footy. They got dogged against the storm. They got criminally fucking, like, jeez, there's been some decisions in the last they few They are weeks, the actual pride. Of, you know what? This Manly are the actual pride of the league. You know I'm what? I want to say it. The, the sport is not professional. The sport that we support is just not professional. To see that the games that are getting costed, the Titans game, the other game, this Seagulls game versus the Storm, the Warriors-Sharks the other day, there's probably countless others. The, the NRL are just, it's an embarrassment. Like bit, I... th- These refs are just, they've never been worse. They're costing games. When you feed and don't watch it. Hey? No, I, I, can't, love it. I can't do that. I just don't. I don't see. I just don't see. There's no. There's no refs that you just put your head on and just go. No, nah, I just he, he's he's got to be the number one ref. I mean, everyone's just incapable. And it's, it's the looking, video refs as well. Why? It's why, yeah. going to be a
1: great game. That'll be a good game. Is that your match of the round? What seagulls roosters?
0: Actually, that was actually
1: the first and round. Broncos eight Panthers. Game Broncos Panthers
0: Warriors Storm and. Tigers, Rapidos. They're the three games of the round. Sharks. Gotta love am league. Yeah. And um,
1: Steve Betts, give me a call back. We want to get you on the show. Yeah, good call, Steve Betts. It's Ray Hadley's best ever touch judge, he reckons. We'd love Not to that talk Ray to you. Hadley knows everything.
0: Alright, mate, well, we've gone on well. We've gone on real long tonight. Um, Just love talking to the league. Yeah, we do. Big We're shout good. out to the
1: fans out there. Get hold of us at league, score. Score council.
0: Good on you. Alright, mate. Good to love your league. Love your league.
1: Wake up in the morning after the weekend To get an update on the NRL oh. My legal counsel Wake up in the morning after the weekend To get an update on the NRL My Legal Counsel Hits of the Week and Scandals on Monday A story from Jack about a urinal My Legal Counsel